Yep. November 6th, Wednesday. Fly Perspective Podcast. We do it like this on a Wednesday. We rolling out straight heat, baby. Better speak positivity to your situations. You can complain, but ain't nobody gonna listen. Take it back on this one, indeed. Last night a DJ saved my life. Last night a DJ saved my life, yeah. Cause I was sitting there bored to death. And then just one breath he said, You gotta get up, you gotta get off, you gotta get down, girl. You know you drive me crazy, baby. You've got me turn into another man. Called you on the phone, no one's home Baby, why leave me all alone? And if it wasn't for the music, I don't know what I'd do Indeed, last night a DJ saved my life. Fly Perspective Podcast, and I'm ready for you motherfuckers today. Man, I'm feeling good, feeling great. I don't know if it's because I'm hopped up on the vitamins or what, bro. I got the uh, multivitamin popping off. I got the, the uh, what's that shit? Oh, fish oils for my omega-3, and I got the B12 and another vitamin D. I'm hopped up, baby. I'm serving straight heat today. Man. I was thinking about that song, uh, just listening to the In Deep last night, a DJ saved my life, and I was thinking about possibly how many times when I DJed back in the day, in my day, uh, the skating rinks, the clubs, everything, um, how many times I saved a motherfucker's life from not playing those certain records, like Nuck If You Buck, you know, old Negro spirituals like Nuck If You Buck, or um, Lil Scrappy's Head Busser. Uh, or uh, three six mafia. When I say weak ass, you say bitch. You know, because back in my situation, everybody just wanted to fight, and that's one of the reasons I stopped DJing. Or hey, other times I didn't save people life by you know turning the lights down low and I put on some. Uh, you know, I hate to admit it because we didn't know what was going on back then. You know, I was in my early teens, uh, maybe early 20s, and I used to throw on that R. Kelly. My mind's telling me no, but my body, my body's telling me yeah. <laughs> Baby, I just sung somebody's panties off, boy. But, um, yeah, man, I probably helped some people meet their soul soulmates or whatever or that uh that uh you ain't gotta say too much from the look in your eyes i can tell you wanna fuck uh but yeah man you know i'm here man you know it's wednesday november 6th we already in november man and i'm gonna tell you like this man it's november end of the year holidays are coming up and uh i want to speak especially to people that get those seasonal sds you know, that, that SD action. And I ain't talking about sucking no D like that. I'm talking about that seasonal depression. Because, hey, it's real. 
Uh, so check on your strong friends. Check on everybody. Uh, and also, man, it's the time to not be no damn fool, bruh. No fool November. No fool November. It starts today. All right. And I mean, as far as don't be no fool because it's the holidays and you got this girl you like. So you finna go cash out on a bunch of bullshit so you can think she mess around and like her. You know, I mean, or not you like her. She'll like you or vice versa or whatever, you know, or you him. If you're into like he liking him, you know, if you're into that type of thing, you know. Uh, but man, yeah, don't be no fool, bro. Not be no fool, especially when it comes to like all this this BS, you know, as far as these uh damn pyramid schemes and shit. Prime example, bro. I had a okay, so it was a lady in my neighborhood, you know. Uh, she used to come over when I was younger, you know, and she I don't know if she was actually a crackhead, but she was kind of crack ish. You know what I'm saying? She was real crack ish. When I was younger, okay, so, bruh, I got up one morning, she was ringing my doorbell, uh, she used to clean my grandmama's house, and, you know, everybody know I live next door to my grandmama, so she was ringing my doorbell, I get up, you know, it's about 8, 9 in the morning or whatever, and I come to the door, because I ain't know what the hell, I th- first thought it was Jehovah Witness, but then I thought, okay, it's like a Tuesday or something, you know, so I get to the door, and she's talking my ear off and, you know, acting real crack-ish, and then she, first of all, bruh, she pulls up on a bike, bruh, on a bike, bruh, like a bicycle, okay? And she looks real crack-ish, and she's telling me I need to invest my money with her because she has a company that does X, Y, and Z, bruh, and I'm going to pay $35 for an app, and then I'm going to have to pay like another $15 a month to keep the app, bruh, and I'm going to invest my money with them. And they're going to do something with some foreign currency to get my money back, bro. Now, the first rule of pyramid, that pyramid, is you can't be crack-ish trying to be pyramid. At least if you're going to be in the pyramid scheme, you got to look like something, bro. Like, you got to look like you a little accomplished. Why would I listen to you and you a little crack-ish about a pyramid scheme, bro? You know? Or like, man, I remember the first time I got caught up in like a pyramid scheme was I had uh, got out of college and I was applying for jobs, man. And I really needed a job. You know, I was excited. I got my degree. I'm doing this now. I got on one of them sites like Indeed or something. And uh, somebody hit me up about a, a uh, what was it, like a marketing job. I'm like, okay, cool. Set up the interview. I went to the interview. It was a nice little office, blase, blah, whatever. And then uh, had that first interview, went back, they hit me back. Hey, we want to bring you in tomorrow, but we want to take you on, uh, no, we want to bring you in some meetings with some clients. I'm like, all right, cool. So I come, I show up, I got a suit on, you know, I'm, I'm suited and booted, right? I'm thinking, oh, yeah, we in there, we finna do some meeting with some clients about marketing and this and that. So I get there, they're like, oh, you're going to ride with him. So I was like, all right, cool. I was, you know, I'm thinking, well, okay, well, maybe we're going somewhere else for the meeting, right? Bro, we pull up in a, uh, like a, a, a shopping complex, bro, and we get out the car, and they like, all right, so y'all going to take this side, and we going to take this side. Long story short, bro, they wanted us to go from building to building to try to sell office supplies, bro. And people was going off on us when we was walking in there. And I'm like, bro, take me to the whip. Take me back to my car, bro. 
I don't want no job with this shit. And come to find out, it was a pyramid. It was one of them things like, this person started the business because they signed up up under this person. So, this person is above them. So, whatever they make, you know, it trickles down to them. And then who you sign up under you, you get money off of this and that. You know, that pyramid, bro. Like, last year, I don't, was it last year or two years ago when people were doing them cash app schemes where everybody was supposed to put, uh, you know, X amount of dollars in the cash app and everybody's supposed to get money and all this. And I remember it was a girl I knew. I told her when she hit me up, I said, yo, this is a pyramid scheme. She said, no, nah, it's not. Everybody's getting money, blah, blah. Hit me up later on. It was a pyramid. She lost all her ducats, bro. That pyramid. I, I know people that, you know, they even had, where they were, their, uh, their mom was selling makeup and shit, and they were like always a few sales away from getting a car or some shit, you know. That pyramid, man, I don't know. Hey, that pyramid will fuck you up, bro. Beware of the pyramid, bro. Tis the season. Don't be a fool. No fool in November. Now I'll tell you what, ain't no pump. Got that Rotel cooking over there right now. That's my, hold on. See, that's them vapors from that Rotel's cooking in that crock pot in there. You know, I got a batch, a nice batch of that Rotel, baby. And uh, that's going to be good up in my body. Uh, oh, speaking of getting in my body, man, it's this woman at my job. She always catches me like when I'm about to clock out or whatever. It's like she's really short, a little short lady. And she'll walk up on me and be trying to spit her game. She's old, too. She like 50, 55, 60 or something. And she always walk, hey, you cute. You got a nice beard and da-da-da-da. And, oh, yeah, and blah-blah-blah. Where do you work at in this area? And this, you know, all this shit, shucking and jiving. So the last time I seen her the other day, she just kind of looked at me and was all up on me like she really wanted to just jump in my body. You know, like she just wanted to jump in my body. And I had to tell her I was married. OK, now, mind you, this woman is like she's like a little gnome, you know, them little gnomes that be in people yard in the grass. She's that little. She's like a little gnome, like the little gnome that got the fucking hat and shit. She's that little. She's little as fuck. But when she walks up on me, she literally has that sorcery in her eyes like she just wants to jump in my body. I had to tell her I was married, bro. And speaking of jumping in the body, you ever run across them, them panhandlers and you got to like, man, you pull up at the light, them panhandlers, you know, the homeless people with signs and they at the light all the time and they always talking about they need this or they need that. And it's like you try not to make eye contact with them because you don't want them to like look in your body and like kind of make you feel bad or, or make you provoke you to make you feel like you want to give them some money or something. You know, here, and I'm sure it's like that with anywhere else in the world, man, it's people... I swear, man, it's like they got a schedule, and it'd be like a ring of them, and they all be at the corner at certain times. Because ain't no way in hell you mean to tell me if I go in the morning, it's a black guy with a fucking high-top fade, but then if I go in the afternoon, it's a white lady with one shoe limping with one sock on her other foot, and then if I go at night, it's another guy with with a pamper on walking down the street talking about I need money. No, I think they all together because... It would be all the same people on the same street at the same time because they all trying to get money, right? Man, the other day I went to the uh, to the liquor store in the inner hood, you know, because I love being in the hood. I live in the hood, whatever. Pull up wherever. And so I go to the liquor store. It's a lady, like, she's hopped up off, like, 
huffing aerosol cans or snorting drywall. I don't know what the hell. She was twitching. She was yelling. She was all that. No, whatever. So I go in the store. I'm like, fuck. I come back out. She's in front of my car. And she's like, uh, nephew, you think you can help me out with some? I said, oh, I don't have no money. Uh, You know, I just paid with a card. I'm sorry. I get in my car. And she's like, well, go on with your... And she says, yo, maggot. She says maggot with the F. You know, the, the F word with, with maggot. You know, remove the M and put an F there. She said, go on with your maggot ass then. You know, I'm like, damn, bro. Like, the fuck? You know what I'm saying? She straight called me a straight far for Nugent. You dig? And and the ones that kill me the most is like the ones that want to say, hey, I'm just hungry and I want some food. You know, if I pull up at a fast food spot or something and you hungry, you want, I'll buy you whatever the fuck you want. You, you understand? Because I know what it's like to be hungry. You know what I'm saying? I know what it's like to be broke. But at the same time, when I pull up at the spot and you want the money and you say you hungry and you want the money, it's like, nah, blood, you trying to go feed that addiction, which I'll be real. I have. You know, gave money to people, which I know they was trying to get that monkey off their back. And I know what it's like to want to have to get that monkey off your back. But the panhandlers, man, is crazy. And it's like, you know, and I've talked about this before. I've witnessed and seen a lot of instances where there are younger guys, younger women that are homeless, like straight homeless. And they out begging for money. It's crazy, man. That's why situations like that, man. You got to step back. You got to be thankful for what you have. You know, no matter what your situation looks like, no matter what's going on, you you know, you feel like you got a downfall, man. It's people out there doing way worse than you at younger ages or at your age or etc. You feel what I'm saying? So you got to be thankful. And we don't know these people's stories. You know, I wish I could interview a homeless person one day and like figure out, you know, act, how did they get homeless and what is it like on the street? I, I, it's, it's fucking hard, I'm sure. And especially at the end of the year like this when it's getting cold and you seeing people laid out on bus stops with blankets on them or, or you know, or you see how they got homeless shelters, but, you know, they can only house so many people in the shelter. So once there's no vacancy in the shelter, you got to go and try to sleep somewhere else, you know, and hey, man, it's sad. It's really sad. But be thankful, man. Everybody out there, be thankful. Speaking of being thankful, sometimes I get caught up in situations where I'm thinking in my head and like, you know, what I got isn't enough. And I'm trying to think, well, damn, am I thinking what I got isn't enough or I'm not as you know far as I think I should be in my mind at this age because of social media, maybe? Or what is the reason I think I don't have enough because I'm blessed as hell? When I step back and really look at, you know, how life has been and what I got going on. But, you know, it's just never enough, you know. And question out there to you guys, when is enough enough? You know, I'm sure I'm not the only one dealing with that. When you look at your life and you think, hey, this isn't enough. I need more. I want to, you know, I got the car I want, but I want another car. I got the house I want. I want another house. You know, I got money saved in a bank and I got this and that, whatever. I can buy whatever the fuck I want, but I want more money. You feel what I'm saying? And I even know millionaire people, people that are millionaires. And it'd be the same type of thing, the same type of mindset. You know, I don't know. When is enough enough? And also, while we're speaking on enough being enough, I can guess I can piggyback. 
I'm sorry, man. I'm going off the uh, the Jose Cuervo Margarita, which is pretty good, man. If you haven't had one, you need to check it out. You need to drink one. And that's not a sponsored ad, or it might be a sponsored ad. We never know. But um, to piggyback on enough being enough, um, everybody on my timeline on Facebook and stuff, you're traveling, which is great. I love to see black people traveling. I love to see people going abroad. I love to see, damn, I can't even talk. I mean, them hopped up. I love to see people traveling, going abroad. I love to see people doing their thing. But also seeing a couple statuses, and um, which is terrible, where it's like basically saying, uh, I forget the exact status, but a, a chick says some shit like, oh, you people just want to go where everybody else is going. So if you see somebody else going to Thailand and, and taking pictures with monkeys, you'll go to Thailand and take a picture with a monkey. Or if you see people going to Mexico... And uh, doing uh, the ATV rides and, and zip lining, you'll go to Mexico and go zip lining. Do X, Y, and Z. Be different. Blah blah blah. blah. Research. Man, fuck that, bruh. That's. I'm just saying, fuck that. Because at the end of the day, yeah, if I see a motherfucker online, they in Bali and they in a, a villa and they chilling and they doing this and that with a um, one they they in one of them pools. What is it called? A never ending pool because. The pool look like it doesn't end, and then you see off into the distance. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, damn, I want to book a trip and go there too. The fuck? Don't let nobody set a precedent on where you're gonna do with your life, where you're gonna travel, or what you want to do. And then, secondly, I see another status that says something like, people go to Atlanta and feel like they the shit and they a boss and blah blah blah, and they come back and this. Hey man, if going an hour away from where you live make you feel like a boss, do that shit. If going to Atlanta or fucking uh, fucking Turks and Caicos, do what you got to do for yourself. And don't let people set a precedent over your life and what you want to do with your life, man. Quote for the day. Cancel any relationship that only makes withdrawals and no deposits. Think about that shit. <sighs> man. Sorry for the rant and all that shit, man. I had to, you know, I had to get it together, man. I love to see my people doing good and everything, you know. Uh, let's see, what else I got on this list? Because I wrote me a list today because there's a lot going on. Man, McDonald's CEO is fired for a relationship with an employee. Now, how the fuck are you the CEO and you getting fired because you got a relationship with the employee? Because you getting, you know, y'all smacking bellies or whatever. If I'm the CEO of a company and I see something that I like, I'm I'm a hot damn shit. How why I got to get fired? But they say it's due to the fact that McDonald's has a uh, policy about X, Y, and Z, blah blah. And honestly, oh boy, probably just wanted to step down. If he the CEO, whatever. Hey, I'm sure he's going to step down. and He's still going to get you know followers, but not followers. Damn, bro, I'm hopped on this fucking margarita. Uh, shares. He's going to get shares. He's still going to get money, you know, but that's um, crazy. If there's one place I thought you could fuck somebody <laughs> that you work with, I mean, I think McDonald's would have, in my mind, it would have been one of the places. I don't I don't know. In my job, it would be so many people doing, doing sex with other people and people telling about them doing sex and this and that. And it, sometimes, it be, I don't even want to know about it. And people just tell me certain things about them doing sex. Um, but the crazy thing, too, you know, on my job, it's like, uh, 
you know, the amount of people that are married or in relationships and they doing sex with somebody at the job. And while we're speaking on doing sex, you know, doing sex is one of them things that's, you know, it's personal, you know, interpersonal and all that. And get got somebody jumping in your body. You got different spirits. Uh, when y'all connect, different spirits are getting in you and you putting your spirit in them and, you know, but, you know, uh, I don't, as a man, I would just say I, dealing with doing sex with women and I've never done it with a man, nor do I want to, so I wouldn't know, but it's, eh. and I, you know, of course, I'll explain it to my sons, but it's, um, it's, you know, it's one of, you got to be patient, all right, because you have a woman that hits you up about doing sex, right, true story, have a woman that hits me up about doing sex, cool, whatever, and then when I say something about doing sex, they would be like, oh, you I'm like, well, you were just talking about doing sex. So I'm talking about doing some sex, too. You know, or true story. I remember it was a woman, real fine woman. You know, we would hang out, whatever, everything, kick it. I man, my nose was wide open for this woman because, you know, she was beautiful and everything. And um, we got together one night. She didn't want to do no sex. I was like, okay. Okay, no sex, whatever. So every time I hung out with another time, I wouldn't try to do no sex. I wouldn't try to, you know, she came over, wouldn't try to initiate nothing. But she would always hit me up at about 2, 3 in the morning when she was drunk and hopped up on that oil. And she wanted to come and do some sex. So that's when we did some sex. So one night I got drunk and hopped up on some oil. And I wanted to do some sex. And I hit her up. And she acted like I asked her to go rob a bank or some shit. She act like I wanted her to come and flick, you know, flick ants off my body or something, you know. Oh, why would you? It's like, well, hold on. You just was doing, you just was talking about doing sex. You know, it's one of, I don't know, one of them things, man. And then, as a man, and I'm sure fellas, you can relate. You got to deal with women who will hit you up after y'all done did some sex and then hit you up and say some shit like, oh, you just using me for sex and da-da. And you thinking like, hey, I didn't tell you to come over here and pop that thing for a real nigga. Like, what are you talking about? We came, we did some sex. Why is it my fault we did some sex? But the thing is, bro, they feel guilty after they done did the sex. You know, they feel guilty, you know, because every woman and an old head told me this a long time ago. He said every woman got their good girl and their bad girl moments. Ladies, is it true or is it not? Hit me in my DM. Let me know. Hit me at TFPfeedback at gmail.com and let me know. Because I believe it. And I'll say another thing, man, about doing some sex, man. You'll see a woman that look real good in clothes. Her body look real good, right? Maybe she got a waist trainer on or something, and then she take that shit off, bro, and her body's horrible. I remember I was messing with this girl. Her body looked great, you know, in clothes and all that. And then I got her, you know, we did a little sex, and I noticed, man, she had a lot of loose skin on her body, bro. Like, that shit, it was just, I mean, I don't know, bro. You know, her body looked good with, you know, leggings and all that on and da-da-da. And then she took it off, and it was like, man, it just looked like, man, her stomach just fell. The skin of her stomach just fell down to, like, above her knees. And I'm not body shaming anybody. I was, I'm just saying, 
you know, it just looked better with clothes on than it did with clothes off. And then she had those saddlebags in those breasts. Those breasts were saddlebags. But that's that's enough of that, you know, because I don't want y'all to, you know, a lot of women listen to this podcast. I'm like, oh, he's, uh, no, I ain't, that's enough of that. I'll go on to the next topic. So, No Limit Records, Master P and them, they decided to do a, uh, Reunion to it, right? And the first stop was in St. Louis, or it might have been one of the first stops. I didn't go, but people on my timeline drove that show and said it was like one of the worst concerts they ever been to in life. And for me, Master P has always been one of my role models. I remember listening to his music when I was in like the fourth, fifth grade up until now, uh, buying every CD they had, which I had my grandma buy that shit because she didn't know what the hell that shit was. And uh, yeah. And they do a reunion, which I was mad I couldn't go because it got sold out. It was at a, a big arena here in St. Louis, and it was sold out. And people said it was the worst show because, one, there was no stage uh, presence. There was no uh, props on stage that, you know, maybe like a tank or something that would have said No Limit Records, etc. or whatever. Not, there was nothing. It was just a, like a bunch of people on stage, which I did see a few videos. It was a bunch of people on stage. And then the other people were just in the front rapping in front of them. And number two, man, they said Master P didn't know his words. He was lip singing to some songs and didn't know the words. They said um, the only people that knew their shit was Mia X and Mystical, which, hey, Mama Mia, she's one of the dopest. Mystical, one of the dopest. And they also said Silk the Shocker, ah, Silk the Shocker ruined the show. Which, I mean, hey, Silk the Shocker always kind of ruined a lot of records and everything back in the day. Probably the only reason that he was popping, popping was because he was Master P's brother. But, in conclusion, um, if you're going to do a huge show like that, you got to make sure everything's good, you know? And me having a lot of respect for Master P, him being a businessman and all that, I know he's older now. He might have just not been too in touch and didn't know what the hell was really, 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 really going on with everything. You know what I'm saying? But St. Louis been driving them, man. They said they want their money back. They saying it was the worst show they ever seen. I even seen where they were saying P didn't even know what his next song was going to be. So he went up to the DJ or whatever after one song went off and he was like, what's next? Play this next or something. Like, come on, man. Y'all got a national tour y'all trying to do, and you don't even know what song is next. And on top of that, you don't know the words. Gotta do better. Gotta do better, P. Let me see. Before we slide up out of here, I got a uh, listener um, wrote in, and they, uh, oh, let me find it here. Da, 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 da. Okay, look. I need your honest truth. Maybe you can help me with this situation. So, okay, I was... Uh, with my kids for 15 years and uh, been with him. Okay, so she was with her kid's father for 15 years and um, since she was 17, now she's 33. We got together in 2004 and kids okay in 2000. It's a long ass note. That's what I'm trying to like paraphrase. Uh, 2010, the first time he cheated on me. That I know of. All right, after that shit was rough, we got back together. So let's say from 2010 to 2018 is when we broke up for good in October. You know, we had situations in the past. We broke up a few times, but always got back together. We fell fast forward. 
has uh, been this year in October, and he's getting married this Wednesday. She's 25, has three kids. She's a young girl. Uh, so basically, he left me for her, blah, 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 right? My question is, just as a man, why get married like as woman for me? It's a big stab in the back. Like, at, oh, First of all, she can't really write that good. Like the end of Mortal Kombat. Death. Okay, so how I feel, what do... Da, 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 I'm definitely moving forward. Da, 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 da. I couldn't focus. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Okay, all right, look. So you're basically asking me about the situation with you messing with this dude. Y'all not messing around no more. He just tells you that he's about to get married a little less than a year uh, after y'all got done. And y'all got kids that are 15 and 17 years old and blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, it sounds like to me that um, uh, he's full of shit for one. And for two... um, he probably was done with you before you were done with him. And you just now figuring out and trying to be done with him. So, which is good, but um, you need closure. And it sounds like that he was done with you before you were done with him. And he was messing with her while both of y'all was messing around. Okay? So, what you need to do is, since they are the kids, and you guys have kids together. And you also said in a note at the end that he wants the kids at the wedding, which... Um, you know, you don't, but hey, those are his kids. You should let him have his kids at the wedding, for one. And for two, uh, your kids are grown now. So they can choose and do what the hell they want to do as far as they want to be interactive and this and that. But you need closure, and you need to figure out what you need to do for yourself, okay? And I understand this is a rough situation to be with if you got kids with somebody that are really old and um, y'all been messing around since, what is, I think it was said 2008 or something like that. So that was like 11 years. You feel what I'm saying? That's a long time, man. And you need closure. I'm sorry you had to go through that. I'm really sorry you had to go through that. But um, I hate to say it, man, but that's sometimes how, how men do things, man. And um, I don't know. Like, one thing I will say for sure, and I've done this too. Even when it comes time to, like, not want to be with a woman, and stuff like that, I would never say, like, hey, I'm done with you, I don't want to talk to you no more. It would just be like, I would kind of just string them along, and they would just kind of get the hint after the fact. And, you know, that's not cool either, you know? But, number one, you need closure, and you need to move on, and you need to understand that, you know, he was done with you before you were done with him. And that that's just it. You just need to let it, let it fall where it fall. And definitely in the future, when he married to this motherfucker... If he hits you up on some extra shit, you need to read him his rights and let him know it's not going down. You feel me? All right? So, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Fly Perspective Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, send them to tfpfeedback at gmail.com. And also, tell your friends to tell a friend. And we're going to ride out like this. Trouble. Lil Boosie. Yeah. It ain't my fault. Yeah, my with your head now. It ain't my fault these bitches mad though It ain't my fault that where the cat go Get out your feeling, get a bell Walked in Javinci, clear the town I bought the bandage, just the shit on all these bitches I bought the rate, just to get to my nigga I came from nothing, finally made it to the me Yeah, I'll tell you
check them rest up to the city. Yeah, 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 yeah. It ain't my fault, your whole one fuck around with a real one. Yeah, yeah, now she hate lane, she tried me out, she know the difference. Yeah, yeah, my boy with Johnny passed around, I'm scared of him. Yeah, yeah, she on MTV, but she won't see just how I'm living. Yeah, yeah, nigga, mind your business. Yeah, won't take by who won't hit me. Yeah, yeah, just had the sun. Yeah, put the other one on her titty. Yeah, yeah, two step like did it. Yeah, got a project, bitch, did it. Yeah, she know I get it. Yeah, get a box with Hello Kitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. murder. So depth the snitches She came with it, so I kept it digits No relationship you got one, told y'all diggers Tell it to court, see I'm ready to bro It ain't no limit It ain't my fault these bitches mad, though It ain't my fault that where the cat go Get out your feeling, get a bell Walk Ninja Vinci, clear the tail I bought the bandage, just the shit on all these bitches I bought the rate, just to give to my nigga Came from nothing, finally made it to the meat. Set them rest up to the city. It ain't my motherfucking fault that my wrist talk. Even in the pitch dog, soft, bad mood. It ain't my fault that I stick talk. Niggas mad I'm on, but I get my hustle off the click hop. Blame it on the blues, why I'm always in the bitch mouth. Billy truck, what the fuck? It ain't my fault, I'm a street nigga. These niggas be telling my name and solving my game. Pillow talking to a bitch who I fuck on the first night, nigga. It ain't my fault that your money ain't right, nigga. It ain't my fault. You don't smoke how we smoke, nigga. It ain't my fault. You don't drink how we drink, nigga. It ain't my fault. You ain't real like we real, nigga. It ain't my fault. You don't kill how we kill, nigga. It ain't my fault. It ain't my fault these bitches mad, though. It ain't my fault that where the cat go. Get out your feeling, get a bell. Walk Ninja Vinci, clear the tail I bought the bandage, just the shit on all these bitches I bought the rate, just to give it to my nigga I came from nothing, finally made it to the meat Stacked them rest up to the city